All right, perhaps we can kickstart with the presentations already. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, my name is Mariana. I'm the community manager of CoinShift. With us, we have um, Patrick Bray, the CEO of CoinShift, Miriam, the head of business development of Angle, and the co-founder of Angle, Pablo. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. And let's just kickstart this AMA. Um, Patrick, I'll handle it to you now. Thanks, Mariana. Uh, yeah, so welcome, uh, Pablo, Mariam. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be an interesting discussion. Um, we're going to talk about, um, obviously, Angle Protocol today. We have an hour. Uh, we've broken it into three sections. And what we've done before on these AMAs is we typically, uh, I'll ask a few questions. Um, and then after some time, we'll just open it up for your questions. Ask anything you like. Uh, hopefully related to Tangle Protocol. And the three things we're going to go through today, one is just the history, uh, the history of Angle and their overall strategy, why they're different, um, what unique value they're bringing uh, to the wider ecosystem. Then we're going to get into Euro stables versus dollar stables, a uh, really interesting topic. Um, and then we're going to finish it off with specifically DAOs and crypto organizations, why uh, why they should be using Euro stables uh, much more and how they can do that through Angle. So, yeah, um, Pablo, Mariam, yeah. thank you again for coming. Thanks, thanks for having it. us, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure mm -hmm. to be here today. Uh, yeah, really, really, really glad to have the opportunity to discuss with you all. Perfect. So let's start off with the history and overall strategy. Uh, of Angle, and I'll just ask you both, and I'll, I guess I'll let you amongst yourselves determine who who can answer. But maybe for the first one, this is probably for you, Pablo. Which is yeah. which is when did you launch, and why did you launch? What uh, what was what was missing on the market, and when you said, okay, we need to we need to create Angle uh, to fill that void. It's a it's a great question. Uh, I don't know. Can, can you hear me correctly? Because I I, I often have issues. Yep. With, okay, great. Um, so no, you're good. What, why did we create Angle in the first place? Um, because there was no alternative for um, an opportunity for European DeFi users to enjoy DeFi without uh, having to care about the exchange risk. You know, like we started to ideate around the, the Angle protocol uh, late in 2020, early 2021. Uh, at this point, uh, there were super interesting yields on Compound, but this yield was um, eaten up by uh, the decrease uh, of the USD with respect to the Euro. And I was like, okay, it's too bad that we have an industry and a brand new financial ecosystem that's so transparent and so composable, but that doesn't give the power for anyone, everyone in the world to enjoy it um, with their own currency. And the fact that I've, I found it very restricting, the fact that you could only get a dollar yield and not get um, a euro yield, for instance. So this was one of the main starting points for Engel. The second starting point was that we dived uh, into major decentralized stablecoin protocols. And we saw at the time that we could improve over the way these protocols are built uh, and how they work. So. This is, you know, the second reason that led us to launch Angle is that we found a way uh, to make stablecoins in a more capital efficient while remaining over capitalized, uh, but in a more capital efficient way than major um, decentralized stablecoin protocols of the time, which was essentially uh, DAI. So 
this is the story. We were still students at Stanford University with uh, with the other co-founders. Uh, when we were done with our studies, we went full time on the project, managed to raise some funds. Uh, this brings us to like May 2021, and we launched the protocol in November 2021. And thanks to this, we quickly became um, like thanks to all the efforts we have made on the protocol development side. Um, and I believe there was still a need for Euro uh, at the time. Uh, so thanks to you know the demand we were entering to, we managed to become one of the biggest uh, Euro stablecoins uh, in the market. And right now, um, AG Euro, uh, uh, it's a stablecoin that makes 75% of the volume of all Euro stable contracts. Um, so it's the most widely used uh, Euro stablecoin. It's a stablecoin that exists on many different chains. Um, and Angle, the protocol that's beneath, uh, that's behind uh, AG Euro, uh, exists on multiple different chains. And it has, like, we have developed for AG Euro the same tool stack as what you have for other major. Uh, decentralized uh, stable uh, decentralized stablecoin protocols in the sense that you, we have a form of price stability module uh, we call it our core module uh, we can do cdps like collateralized deposition uh, but of course, in a, we believe in a more efficient way than what Maker or Frax can, are doing. Uh, we have direct deposit modules like what both Frax and Maker are doing. And we have like our full cross-chain infrastructure with a native bridge system on the protocol level. So, you know, we may be small in size, like TVL is 60 million, so it's not negligible, uh, but we're not as big as major um, decentralized USD stablecoins. So we may be smaller than them, but we have the same technical stack. And for us, it's mostly uh, a matter of uh, adoption and continuing on this path of building new tools around AG Euro so as to grow the demand for um, for our, our stablecoin. So that's why we're glad, you know, to have this conversation today with you guys. Um, we really like everything you're doing at Conshift and we believe that you could be one of the most interesting and fruitful integration uh, for AG Euro to educate on the treasury use case uh, for stablecoins. So, yeah, I uh, wanted to take this opportunity to, to thank you guys for inviting us again. Yeah, yeah, and thank you. Without a doubt, um, one of the things we noticed is that there is um, uh, really a lack of euro-based stablecoin usage across uh, most protocols. There, I mean, there definitely is usage, but when you look at the overall numbers, we'll talk about this more later. But you know, even just step back from from DeFi into say, you know, uh, just, just traditional finance and compare, um, you know, euro usage globally. Um, and to extract from that what you would expect to see in DeFi. And we're nowhere near that. So I think the, the, there's so much potential here. And I think there's a lot of good reasons why DAOs and the crypto organizations, that the people we work with, should definitely uh, look into this. So we'll talk about that more later, um, without a doubt, uh, because I do think it's a, it's a huge growth uh, opportunity there. A lot of good reasons for that. But from, from, from Angle itself, before we get into DAOs and crypto organizations, as just say a retail user, um, Who's your typical retail user? Like who, why would they want to, to come and, and um, to angle specifically? And what do you see them typically doing with uh, AGUR? So maybe Mariam, I can pick up on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for having us, guys. Um, AGUR is, you know, I, as Pablo mentioned previously, a decentralized uh, Euro stablecoin at the moment. If you look at the landscape of Euro stablecoins, AG Euro is the most liquid one. It's the most integrated one in DeFi as well. So, so from a, a, a user perspective in DeFi, you would naturally want to go 
towards edgy euro because that's the option that will give you less slippage. That's the option that will give you as well the most use cases in DeFi. And even in terms of um, payments, if you look at um, the, the integrations we've been able to build around the Angle and edgy euro ecosystem, it gives you the opportunity to stream payments to be able to, um, let's say, pay uh, DAO contributors' salary, but also, you know, be in these uh, DeFi applications that everyone is using as of today um, in DeFi. And for us, the challenge, you know, you, you made this comparison with, um, with USD stablecoins. For us, the challenge and the mission of Angle is to build as many integrations and as many use cases as possible in order for people that are based in the Eurozones and all other people who want exposure to Euro stablecoin to do not have to, you know, go through a USD stablecoins. Why? Because, you know, as Pablo was mentioning, there is um, this change risk that you have. Let's say someone today that has his salary or his fiat money mainly in Euro wants to go in DeFi, but they do not have a Euro option to do that, products based on Euro. What do you have to do? You would have to pay gas fees. You would have to uh, take that change risk. You have to pay transaction fees. And if the dollar is low, it means you will be dabbling in a farm or in DeFi for some USD. You will convert back in euro and, you know, you would lose so many, so much money in translation that at the end of the day, it doesn't worth it. So, so our mission is to provide all these opportunities in euro so that you know all the people that are euro based can enjoy defi the same way that usd people uh, usd um, uh, person people using usd could enjoy it and you know going to edge euro for that is mostly a matter of um, security uh, and economical incentive to do so. As of today, you know, looking at uh, comparisons with other USD stablecoins, you will find out that AG Euro does um, two to ten times more volume than other Euro stablecoins in terms of integrations. We're ahead as well. So, so that would be the most reason you, the main reason you would come to us. Obviously, you have other ones we could discuss later on, specifically the design of the stablecoin. And so is that. Maybe just to kind of follow up on that, the liquidity, being the most liquid Euro stablecoin, is it the these partner integrations that you've built out over the last you know two years or so? Is that what's really driving this liquidity? Has that been core to your strategy, or how have you brought about that that liquidity with with AG Euro? Um, there are different um, reasons uh, and different integrations that you need to mention that enabled us to to get this liquidity with AG Euro. Um, so first, uh, I mean, I, I know it's not a satisfying answer, but um, incentives uh, have helped us uh, grow this liquidity for uh, for AG Euro. Um, like we've been incentivizing liquidity on AG Euro USDC, AG Euro ETH uh, pool uh, with the Angle token, and it's what enabled us, you know, to to grow to a, um, a decent level with uh, for AG Euro liquidity. The other reason which enabled like AG Euro to be so traded is that there are built-in features within the protocol that make it interesting to trade euro to tell to trade a euro a euro can be exchanged against uh, usdc at the oracle rate uh, with no um, like uh, just at the oracle rate and with super low fees so this means that if you're a trader and if you see that ig euro is trading at like 1.01 usd uh, on uh, uniswap but on angle is trading at one usd or like one euro worth of, of USD, then you can do the ARB. Uh, and 
Engel has been facilitating arbitrage, not only for AG Euro, but for all Euro stablecoins, thanks to this built-in feature with the protocol that enables low stage and low fees AG Euro to see. So it's really core on top of the incentives. Um, another reason which enabled uh, us to be so liquid um, and traded like we are right now is that not only are we distributing incentives, but we are distributing incentives in a super efficient way. Uh, we have an incentivization system uh, on Uniswap that we call uh, Merkle. It's We are the only ones uh, relying on this system and we are working to make a standalone product out of it. Basically, people will be able to... Um, to uh i mean that's what we're doing we are doing now and that's what people will be able to do in the future but we are incentivized well the only ones to uh, incentivize concentrated liquidity like that uh, on ag or purse um so we are incentivizing both pro traders like pro liquidity providers on uniswap and average traders who can just who just want to provide their liquidity on a large uh large range uh, in order not to be exposed too much to the risk of impermanent loss. So we have this uh, incentivization framework which enables us to, to do so. And this helped us like reduce the slippage for the trades uh, with uh, like from or to AG Euro. Since there are, uh, liquidity is concentrated on AG Euro pools, many people are under the hood when they are using one inch or when they are using another DEX aggregator uh, trading AG Euro um, like, uh, let's say you want to do ETH USDC. Uh, many people are doing ETH AG Euro and AG Euro USDC because it's cheaper for them. And this is thanks to our uh, to what our incentivization system supports. And in the end, it results in more fees for liquidity providers and hence, uh, like a native demand in using uh, AG Euro. And okay, interesting. High liquidity. What you mentioned decentralization as well. So, how do you compare? Um, AG Euro with some of the other Euro-based stable coins regarding decentralization. Certainly a huge issue of late. Um, and I'm sure probably one of the big factors that many of our users will, will, will look into when they make a decision of, you know, if they're going to hold a Euro stable coin for, you know, a longer period of time, for months, um, how decentralized is it really? So help us understand that, please. Um, so I, ca I can take it this one again. Um, so how do we compare with respect to other Euro stable coins? Um, I, I, I will also try to answer the question of how do we compare with respect to other stable coins and not only Euro stable coins, because we see that the space is much wider. In terms of um, Euro stable coins, most other Euro stable coins are centralized in the sense that they are backed by fiat in a bank account. Uh, and they are just wrapping euros in the bank account. In our case, you could see Angle as a maker equivalent, uh, like a, as a die for the euro. It's not exactly the case, and we try to be more efficient at what maker is governed by the VE angle token, which corresponds to the locked version of the angle token. You're probably not so uh, like at all interested in. But basically, everything that's going on in the protocol is voted by a decentralized community of uh, people, of token holders, uh, and implemented uh, off, uh, like uh, on chain. So, like our. Um, 
our uh, protocol, you know, is decentralized like many other decentralized protocols you can think of. Uh, and compared to other centralized euro stable coins, which make up the um, the big majority of um, like uh, other euro stable coins, we are fully transparent in our reserves. We everyone can. The case with other stable coin, euro stable coin providers. I'd say that these are the main differences. Um, we are transparent in our reserves and the way we operate it's that uh, we have decentralized governance which takes the decisions on what the product can uh, or should uh, or okay I think we're, we're losing you a little bit at the end um, Pablo can you hear me um, yeah, I, I can. I'm sending I can. a message Sorry. about the connection. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, then let me open it up to questions. Before I do one last one last question from my side, just to, before we see if there's any other questions regarding just angle in general and AG Euro in general, and that's your um, your L2 strategy. It seems that you've you've had some. Pretty amazing growth over the last, uh, I don't know, four or five months or so, at least the numbers I've seen, certainly in the number of users on um, other networks like Arbitrum, Optimism, Polygon. How does that fit into your strategy? What do you see, you know, how do you see the development of these L2s and, and how do you see like Angle's role in, in kind of being part of that? Um, that's a great question. Um, inherently, Angle is a cross-chain protocol and AG Euro is a, is a, is a cross-chain stablecoin. We do have um, a setup allowing this uh, cross-chain functioning, leveraging layer zero um, technology. We, we did a lot of communication about that and the setup is actually available in the, in the Angle documentation. Feel free to check that out because it can be very useful uh, to other protocols as we are leveraging this technology at the same time to allow crushing functioning, but also make the protocol more secure. Now that that's said, um, the development of L2s uh, in the ecosystem is obviously one you cannot ignore, both in terms of um, transactions that are, you know, booming on those L2s and the users, specifically because the fees are, you know, less expensive and you have more and more protocols building on top of these L2s. For us, uh, the main mission of Engle and AG Euro is to be everywhere uh, people could use uh, a Euro stablecoin and a stablecoin in general. So being um, on those L2s is natural for us. Of course, you mentioned Optimism and Arbitrum that are the L2s that are, you know, um, facing much more growth at the moment. And for us, it's very important to be there. Uh, recently, we uh, Angle secured a grant from the Optimism Foundation uh, at the end of 2021. And uh, we are currently uh, running a campaign to distribute um, these, uh, uh, these intensives uh, as we you know, um, said we would do uh, when getting this grant. So if you look at it, for example, right now, we are deploying these intensives on both Velodrome and Uniswap. Of course, that is something that's driving this um, this adoption. We are seeing some organic demand as well, both for, from protocols coming to us in order to integrate AG Euro and um, uh, users asking to be interacting with the Euro stablecoin, you know, specifically uh, due to the fact that now 
people are wondering um, what could be of USD PEG stable coins uh, in terms of regulation. So we are seeing that organic demand, but for us, it's very natural to be integrating these L2s in our strategy of growth. Yeah. Okay. So the, maybe I'll stop now. Let's see if there are any any questions from anyone. If you if you have a question, just raise your hand. We'll, we'll let you ask it. Raise your hand or write down in a tweet that we have shared in this EIMA. Please feel free. But if if you don't have any questions, because I don't have anyone asking to speak, then Patrick, I'll give it back to you again. Okay, let's go to euro versus dollar stablecoins. Super interesting topic for me. I mentioned at the start, you look at the euro um, just globally in traditional finance as a percent of, say, trade. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's certainly close to 20%. Um, so whatever metric you use, the euro is clearly one of the major, probably the second largest global currency. But in DeFi, on-chain, we don't yet see that. Um, I was looking at some market cap numbers from some DeFi Lama, I believe, showing um, euro stables less than 1% of the total stable coin uh, market cap across DeFi. So I guess my question to, to both of you is, why is it so low? That's incredibly low. After you know three years or so of, 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 of DeFi protocols developing, and what can we do or what should we do to change that, in your opinion? Um, you're absolutely correct. Um, looking at market caps of all euro stable coins united, I think it's something like 500 million of market cap for euro stable coins, which is ridiculous compared to uh, USD peg stable coins that today I think represents more than 100 billion uh, of market cap. Um, I think the first reason could be simple and just related to the fact that initiatives relating to um, USD-packed stablecoins have been, you know, um, prior and started way earlier than initiatives relating to, to US stablecoins. That, that's the first one. And the second one is, of course, even though um, the euro um, he is the second most used currency um, in traditional finance. And, you know, that should reflect as well um, in terms of uh, order of magnitude in DeFi. At the moment, there wasn't that many builders addressing um, that euro-based market. And, and the solution there for us is, you know, in order, in order to, to um, fill that gap is to create as many opportunities as we can uh, for Euro-based strategies in DeFi in order to create a real incentive to be aligned with your the fiat money you are holding. Because, of course, people will be keep taking that change risk, keep paying these transaction fees and these change fees as long as they do not have um, equal opportunities in Euro as they could have in USD. That's what we're doing um, since one year and a half now that the protocol deployed on Ethereum. Um, that started in November 2021. There's a lot of efforts to be done there, but um, that's the mission we're pursuing. And I believe that if we keep providing these opportunities and if they become equal to what can be found in USD, it's the no-brainer that everyone that holds fiat in euro or other people who are actually 
um, USD base uh, in terms of um, uh, their the money they hold in fiat will be coming to get these opportunities, irrespective of whether they euro or, or USD. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is true. That's a very fair point that euro stables did start later. Um, so and it does take time and certainly education. Um, and you, but you see over the last, I don't know, maybe six months or so, is the tide slowly starting to change? I know we're still at a low point, but you know, do you see more interest? Do you see more integrations? You know, how, do, how would you measure that or how are you measuring that? And are you generally optimistic about where it's going or is it still basically where we were, you know, six months ago? Um, maybe Pablo will add on that later on, but I'm definitely optimistic sure. um, because as a, as a protocol, obviously you're tracking um, many metrics um, that, you know, have different meanings uh, for you. Obviously, all protocols will be tracking their TVL. You can track engagement, specific type of engagement. You can also track uh, the inbound that you are getting or uh, successful outbounds that you are getting. There are many, many um, um, KPIs to track out there in order to know if your protocol specifically and then uh, your stable coins are getting more and more traction. I think it's I think it's safe to say that euro stable coins are increasingly gaining traction. Um, first, because uh, European institutions are more and more warming up to the idea that um, they could, you know, uh, interact with DeFi. And for the, those of them that are located in Europe, it's natural to think about, you know, interacting with Euro stablecoins. Secondly, because, you know, with the increasing distribution of uh, workers, participants in DeFi, contributors in DAO, there's more and more demand to have operating expenses in euro. So that's the second point. And the third one is obviously um, the, the regulatory uncertainty and difference in regulatory regimes between different parts of the world. And I think that's a personal appreciation, but that will increasingly bring a diversity of stable coins, not only towards euro stable coins, but also um, Asian currency pegged uh, stable coins. Um, recently, you know, you have the um, regulations that are picking up in Hong Kong and China in respect of crypto, and that will naturally bring more and more, you know, uh, stable stable coins out there. You also will have, you know, uh, more um, initiatives to create decentralized stable coins. We've been witnessing that with uh, Curve and 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 Aave launching their stable coins. So I think the tendency is towards diversity both in terms of currency and model of stable coins out there if i can yeah, add on top of that yeah. um, Please. one thing that for me will boost the adoption of um of stable coins and euro stable coins in general is i believe that DeFi is a closed circle uh, at the moment you know it's it's a proof of concept. We've shown that, I mean, not us, but globally as an ecosystem, we've shown that we were able to do decentralized stable coins. We've shown that we were able to do a lending markets. We've shown that we were able to do um, AMMs, like decentralized exchanges. But like, it doesn't, we haven't done much uh, besides that, you know. Uh, there's been a lot of money, a lot of noise, but how many end bank people did we help to define? Like how many inefficiencies Removed, uh, we are for a solution for this problem. 
the more in tools financial world these tools will enable us to features that will truly correspond to demand and will and that will for a product more efficient than traditional finance and it's a like people that are people they want to offer but it does go beyond that I believe yeah I'm sorry Paul you were breaking up a little bit but I sorry, think we're... sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. So, uh, I, I know you're touching on actually real world, real world applications that impact real people. Something we um, we haven't done the best job of, I think, across DeFi, and that's naturally going to bring in more euro based usage. Um, um, and I certainly think uh, because obviously because there's a lot of Europeans and they have they have you know specific needs. And certainly financially, those involve euros, euro-based solutions. So certainly there. And I also think you touched on, again, it was breaking up a little bit, but um, these, you know, we see more real-world assets moving on chain. We see more, let's say, tra traditional financial players kind of starting to, to, to move on, test the waters, look at tokenization. Again, I, I just can't see any world where that happens without significant euro um, uh, usage of stable coins within DeFi. So, um, so I do think the, the the future should be very bright if we're successful, and we we continue to to show value. Um, maybe one last thing you touched on before we open up to questions on this topic is is the regulatory environment, and that's another thing that obviously to me seems so strange that we have this USD dominance of stables, and in parallel we have at least in the U.S., um, an administration that seems to be relatively hostile towards towards crypto. Um, what's the situation like in Europe as far as regulation? And how would you compare what you see at Angle with what perhaps other um, you know stablecoin um, users or protocols experience that are kind of USD based? Um, um, in, in terms of what concerns USD, PEG, stablecoins, I do not have uh, the ability to uh, discuss that as we do not know what's, uh, you know, uh, what's applicable specifically in terms of US-based regulations. Um, in Europe, um, you have obviously the MICA regulation that is to um, enter in force in 2024. Um, currently, the state of that regulation is that um, there's an exemption relating to DeFi and that part um, of the regulation that does not address uh, DeFi has not been clarified at the moment. So up until there's further clarification, um, Engel as a decentralized protocol in and itself is not under um, the regulation that is to be published in 2024, of course. We are uh, keeping an eye out uh, for further regulation that could apply, but at the moment, um, it's not the case. So DeFi at the moment is still expecting for, for further clarification in Europe, at least. Okay, Any, let me open it up. Any questions that anyone has now? If so, please raise your hand. 
Okay, let's let's keep moving. The third section was, I think for me at least, the one that I'm most interested in is regarding DAOs and other crypto organizations. Why should crypto organizations use AG Euro? Uh, I'm sure, uh, in fact, I know uh, uh, many are, but still the percentage is low. And when I talk to a lot of uh, crypto organizations, the ones that are using our solution are working with stable coins in whatever capacity, I'm not hearing a lot about euro-based stable coins. But at the same time, I, I see that many of these, these organizations have lots of full-time contributors, employees who are based somewhere in Europe. So that definitely surprises me. So as a, as a crypto organization, why should I be using AG Euro or why should I include it as part of my treasury strategy? It, it, it's a very good question. And you, you touched based on the fact that even though there are DAOs today that hold AG Euro as an asset treasury, uh, overall, in the landscape of DAOs, it's very rare to see DAOs holding either Asia Euro or another Euro stablecoin um, as a treasury asset. I think it's mostly a matter of education because um, most of these DAOs do have operating expenses they could be paying in Euro because they have um, contractors in a Euro-based zone. They're organizing an event there or even they, are, they have contributors uh, that needs to be paying Euro. So they have that need, but then it's a matter of first education and then knowing what could be results uh, for them as a benefit. Um, because, you know, first thing is you want to diversify your treasury with stable coins. It'd be USD or Euro to avoid... Um, having only volatile assets that's a no-brainer i think everyone agrees and i think i was thinking recently of you know among DAOs, you have one specific category of DAO that suffered from not diversifying these were um nft projects we've seen at the height of the president bull market so many nft projects that had um eth in their treasury and only eth and had ambitions uh, and a lot of projects to be uh, realized with this ETH and after the crash uh, remain to be you know, with nothing and not, not even able to, to pay their operating expenses. But more generally, DAOs need to diversify them, as I said, in, in stable coins. And they need to pick a robust stable coin, obviously, because you want this diversification to be a secure one. AG Euro, um, up until his creation, has always kept a very tight peg. Um, as of today, and you know, very consistently, Azure is over collateralized at, at even more than 150%, and that's very um, consistent. It's also a protocol that has a great focus on security. We underwent um, more than three security audits since the, the launch of the protocol. And if you look at even independent reviews from external reviewers, the protocol has always scored. Um, great rankings. For example, we could think of um, DeFi Safety. Um, that's an independent reviewer of code quality and security for DeFi protocols. And Angle secured the highest ranking, um, along with, um, I think, liquidity and synthetics. So, so these are aspects about the security and the robustness of the protocol and the, and the stablecoin that makes it a great asset to hold as a stablecoin in the treasury, you know, um, besides uh, volatile uh, assets. Another thing is, obviously, if you hold stable assets in your treasury, you might want to think of ways to create yields, you know, um, and push your treasury to work. 
things. Um, specifically, you know, with some. Can you hear me? I um, feel like I lost the connection. No, I can hear you now. Okay. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, my, my phone was indicating I lost the connection. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was talking about yield sources, uh, specifically with some resilient yield sources that we are, you know, actively supporting and monitoring uh, on Ethereum. For example, I'm thinking of the AG Euro Euro C pool on Curve. Uh, that's a yield source that's, um, you know, pretty resilient. You we also are on Aave on Polygon on Euler on Ethereum. So that's another part there. Uh, the ability to get yield on your AG Euro, that makes it, you know, an asset worth considering, uh, apart from the fact that I, you know, mentioned that this is the most liquid one. Uh, and we also have all the tools and integration in place for you to be able to stream payments. I'm thinking of Superfluid there. Uh, that's a, a very great um, asset tool to have in order to be able to, you know, stream payments to all your contributors or or other people you need to pay. So overall, you know, I think all the conditions are, are met there to to to, to make AG Euro the, the asset of choice in order to diversify, yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Um, you hear a lot about diversification across stables, um, but rarely do does that conversation involve diversifying not just across multiple dollar-based stables, but also adding other currencies. Like you said, I do view it as a no-brainer. It does reduce uh, reduce risk um, and volatility, and certainly for for treasuries for DAOs, um, which should be focused more on on stability and ensuring the long-term operation of the of the of the of the DAO itself. Having an adequate, you know, percent of their treasury in stable coins is, as you said, a no-brainer, and ensuring that's well diversified should be part of that. So, completely agree. I also agree. I think education is part of that. I think people need to be aware that these options are there. So I think that's also important. Um, and you mentioned Superfluid, another that's a joint partner. We're huge believers in, in streaming. Uh, we've integrated Superfluid into our platform, actually supporting AG Euro. Um, and I think it's a perfect example as well of, of, of a kind of a DAO-friendly solution, allowing people to pay contributors in in you know various uh, various currencies, various stable coins, including AG Euro. Um, so completely agree, and I also think that some crypto organizations they they're kind of passing this risk now onto their contributors. So if you base you know if you're a euro based contributor and your and your salary is linked to, to dollars, obviously you're gonna, you're carrying that currency risk. And I hope more kind of crypto organizations kind of think about that. I know as someone who is based in Europe, um, it, uh, I would like to see more options of uh, Euro payments. Um, and those options exist, right? We just need to educate people about them. So, um, yeah, completely agree. Um, curious, when you talk about adoption and, you know, DAOs and treasuries, it's kind of its own separate animal. As I said, I think it's even more relevant for, for, for DAO treasuries, um, AG Euro. Has the adoption been more or less the same retail versus institutions, crypto organizations, or has it been a little bit slower for DAOs in general to embrace Euro stable coins? What's your opinion there? Um, in terms of um, DAOs, um, as we, we previously mentioned, you have few DAOs there taking seriously the idea that they need to 
both you know diversify from volatile assets to stable assets and between these stable assets diversify different st- type of stable coins to edge their euro usd risk but also you know just not only hold usdt or die but you know um, get some edge euro there for example but that that has been picking up a little bit um you know i by curiosity i have been looking at uh governance forums of top protocols at the moment and you know following the 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 BUSD third, um, you know the with Paxos and all, some major um, protocols have been discussing diversifying their treasury, including non-USD stablecoins. There, um, this is a conversation I think that is going on currently on the Lido uh, governance forum, for example, and many other forums out there. So, so obviously, in terms of DAOs, it's very hard for them to pick up on that, even though some DAO contributors do pick up on that and know it's an important topic, then you have the the governance process and the conversation that has to be put in motion. And we notice there it's a bit slower, but, you know, it's part of our mission to make that education and let people know about uh, how AG Euro is design and why it's the you know uh, the best choice for them to diversify their stablecoin in euro uh, their, their, their treasury in euro um, other than that um, in terms of institutions in europe you have um, some gating items for biggest institutions to integrate DeFi at the moment because they have um, still you know the the, the 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 idea of putting the 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 institution in motion you have compliance you have legal issues they are getting there but it's a bit slower right now in DeFi I would say those who are dabbling in um, and and very much involved would be European medium sized funds that have less um, inertia in terms of compliance and can move quickly in DeFi. Interesting. And, and from, a, from a treasury point of view, I guess we've, we've spent most of our time talking about AG Euro, which makes sense. Um, it's your primary product uh, or stablecoin that you offer, but you also have AG Gold. Um, is, is that something that, that you are focused on? Is it also strategic to what you're doing? And is it your strategy to kind of expand out of, you know, primarily Euro stables into supporting other other types of um, assets uh, through Angle Protocol? Um, I, I'm going to take that one. Uh, let me know if I cut. Uh, I don't know why my uh, connection uh, normally works. I can hear, hear you perfectly fine, but sometimes when I speak, I, I cut. So let me, let me know if I cut. Um, so on the gold side, um, it's been voted by governance, but we're still exploring legally whether this is something which we can uh, reasonably do. Um, most likely, we will do everything so that it's not available in the US. So if you guys are based in the US, AG Gold will definitely not be for you. Um, on the question of um, having other uh, stable coins with the protocol, yes, it's part of the vision. But I think we need to find a way, like we know how to do stable, stable coins. This is not the problem, but we still need to crack down um, what's needed for a stable coin to exist without putting much incentives for it. So incentives are necessary for a product to grow. Like no one will use your stable coin when, when you launch it. Um, and we believe we are getting close and we have the, the ideas of what we need to do if we want to create uh, like a risk-free demand uh, for a Giro by paying the risk-free yield of the market. Um, 
uh, to eight zero holders. And once we will have the solution for this for eight zero, then we will be able to scale it to other stable coins, which do not pose any uh, any legal uh, any legal issue. And how much are let's say real world assets? Certainly, the, the collateralization of real world assets. Something we've seen with with MakerDAO. Is that something as well that you're looking at, or how yes. do you kind of view the risk there? What, what's what's going to happen there? Um, we believe that we we are smaller than Maker, so we cannot do everything that they do. Like Maker, they can set up loans of like hundreds of millions of dollars to institutions. They can afford to pay millions of dollars in lawyers and in setup fees for their reward asset program. The problem is that we cannot do the same since if we are to do like reward assets type of um, of things. Um, we could uh, only like um, do small programs because when you do reward asset, like when DAI, they do reward asset, they give USDC to people and these USDC are dumped from like USDC from the price stability module. And our price stability module is rather small. So we couldn't do like more than, let's say, 5 million, I think. Um, so we are thinking of more scalable ways to deal with reward assets. The first scalable way implies like taking um, as collateral of AG Euro um, uh, real world assets like tokenized uh, tokenized bonds, tokenized uh, ETFs that invest in government bonds, a bit like what Flux is doing for Ando. This is the first strategy. Um, and then the more scalable strategy that doesn't imply doing like what Maker is doing is by acquiring with the protocol tokenized uh, products, like acquiring the same products that Circle has, you know, um, in their uh, like backing USDC Circle, they have 25% cash, 75% bonds. And we believe that as more tokenizers are going to come to the market, um, we we should be able to buy with the protocol these, these securities and, and kind of use the yield from these products to pass it on to uh, age year holders in a transparent way uh, and like everything being done through the governance of the protocol. So that's how we believe we can do something that's more scalable than Maker. Obviously, Maker has the best approach because besides the legal fees, they are not paying much. Uh, like they, they don't have, they are not dealing with many intermediaries, which wouldn't be our case if we are to uh, go into this setup where with the DAO, we are buying like tokenized securities, uh, tokenized bonds and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I believe that there is a path maybe not now but in the future where we can do in a decentralized way what uh circle is doing and what we can do like maker but in a more in a way that works not for us at our smaller size interesting let me stop there then see any other questions or final questions um before we we wrap this up there's a couple of things i'd like to ask but i just want to pause and see if there's anything else from from the audience if so, raise your hand. Nobody has asked to speak or written in the Twitter who shared, so that's it. Go ahead. Well, we touched on, you mentioned some of the things um, that, that that's going to be coming up um, as far as more tokenized assets for, for yield and diversifying that yield. For 2023, maybe even 24, like a little bit even a bit longer term, can you kind of give us some more guidance on strategically, like what, what we can expect to see and what direction you're going in and specifically sure. something that's probably relevant for, for DAOs and, and crypto organizations? Definitely. No, um, so the guidance for 2023 is very much around uh, what I've just described uh, with real world assets. Uh, it's about making sure that 
we create uh, a euro savings account, a euro savings contract that is going to pay you the risk-free yield of the market. Um, there are many ways with which we can do this, but if we're able to create through a euro and enable people to get uh, the risk-free euro yield in the market, then I think we would have gained. And this implies like getting better connections with real world assets and stuff. Um, so there are many initiatives we're doing uh, and you would be surprised to, to learn everything we've built under the hood and that we haven't released so far um, in, that, uh, in that direction. So yeah, uh, 2023 is about uh, real world assets or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and I can say for on our side, on the CoinShift side, uh, we will be releasing uh, more, say, asset management type solutions within within CoinShift, which is basically helping our users find interesting investment options that are relevant for DAOs and um, crypto organizations, managing a treasury on chain, certainly uh, featuring Asia Euro and Euro, just Euro stable coins in general, but certainly Asia Euro will be a part of that strategy. So we definitely will, will do our best to educate um, our users on the options that they have, you know, for diversifying into, into Euro-based stable coins. Um, anyway, I, I just want to thank you. I think your time is, is up. Um, we have recorded this. We will make it available. Um, the vast majority of our listeners are through the recording and we'll certainly promote it. Huge thank you, Pablo. Marion for coming on. Um, I think it's absolutely one of the topics that is undercovered in DeFi, and I'm, I'm hoping this will help and we can start to um, our, do our part on CoinShift to kind of promote this more and more. So, um, yeah, thank you again for coming, and Mariana, thank you for for organizing this. And uh, yeah, uh, hope to hope to talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. It was a real pleasure. Yeah. And sorry yeah. for the bad connection. <laughs> Oop, uh, next no, time worries. It was no worries. Thank Bye -bye. you so much. Yeah. Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.